Welcome everyone to another edition of the Lipedema channel. I am so proud and honored to introduce you to a great influencer, a motivational speaker, and a woman who is so inspiring about the subjects of lymphedema, lipedema, and beauty with her blog, Beauty is the Beast. Elisa, so welcome. Hi. Hi. So I want to talk first about this name, Beauty is the Beast. What's that all about? Okay. Well, let's get to the word that creates most of the controversy when people, you know, read the title or see the name, the beast. Um, for me, it's a multi-meaning uh, word. Um, growing up, when somebody was good at something, and I think they still use the term now, so I don't want to make it seem like it's too old-fashioned of a word, but um, when somebody was really good at something, or they superseded something, they would call them a beast at whatever it is they did. Um, so it was more of a word that could be used to describe somebody who was really good at something or somebody who was very talented at something or just, you know, overall greatness. And on the flip side, the word beast, um, which is more commonly known as, you know, something that's disgusting or like ugly or not attractive or just, you know, not considered quote unquote normal. So putting the words together, it fit the condition, uh, lipolymphedema, especially when my legs, um, my legs started to change shape and they started to have the deformed, you know, cause that's how they describe it in that stage, they get a deformed type look. So naturally when you see a pair of legs, you can identify knees, um, calves, ankles, and feet. When you get to this stage in uh, lipedema, it becomes very column shaped, sometimes lumpy, veins and stuff so the anatomy of the leg changes completely but not in a good looking way so it's two sides of the same coin and yet part of who you are is a fashionista you love all things about hair makeup beauty yes. and i encourage people to go to your blog and to visit your website uh, can you give us the address of your website sure it's uh, com. All right. Well, because they're going to want to see some of those amazing photos. You, you look like you stepped right out of a fashion magazine. And so you have embraced who you are. And part of who you are is a person with both lipedema and lymphedema. Can you walk us through how you finally came to realize and when you first started to notice that there was something different? Well, uh, um, we can take this back, maybe to high school kind of sorta. Um, I wasn't diagnosed then, um, but I did start to notice the changes with the um, most of everything from my waist down, always being bigger than the upper part of my body. Uh, my legs were very solid, as it was described back then, very solid. Um, I didn't have too much of the disfigurement then, but they were very column shaped. They were forming the column shape. The ankles were very puffy. The feet would swell occasionally, but you know, they still were somewhat, you know, decent. Um, it wasn't until after uh, my third child, and I had to have been, I want to say maybe my 
let's say early 20s. I was in my early, I wasn't 25 yet, but by my third baby, I put on an extreme amount of weight that was always geared back to just being a mom. Oh, that's baby weight, as they refer to it as. So I never took anything as something to worry about. It was like, okay, you know, you're having kids now. You're, you know, going into a different stage of life, what have you. But um, certain things started to happen medically to me that didn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. um, the, the doctor would say A, but then I'm like, no, let's try B or tell me something else. And things just wasn't sitting right with me. Um, it was in 2009, if I'm not mistaken, um, I was planning to go down to the Dominican Republic, which we call it Santo Domingo instead. Um, I was getting ready to go down there to try have some cosmetic surgery on my legs because I was tired of hearing all the time, you need to lose weight. You know, I was trying different things. Um, weight would only disappear in the upper part of the body, but never in the legs. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I just need to go and have somebody cosmetically remove it. And I remember the individual that was going to do the procedure for me, he said to me that he didn't have a problem doing it. However, he wanted me to see a vascular doctor. And I got upset because I was like, I was already bags packed, you know, had the money ready, you know, for everything. And here come this curveball. I started researching vascular medicine. And that's when I started gaining familiarity with the words lymphedema first, then the lipedema. Um, there was a lady's story that I read one of the evenings when I was researching and I reached out to her via email and we communicated back and forth and I was convinced that what she had was what I had. So now it was just to get somebody to listen to me and agree with what I had found. Um, my regular physician at that time, I had him for maybe about four to five years. I got rid of him one time. I made an appointment to see somebody else new at the same practice, but somebody else. And when I made the appointment, the first thing I asked her to do was, please don't look in my records. Don't look at anything that's already in there. I just need you to listen to me. Just listen. By the time I was finished, I came in there like an attorney, ready to win a case. I had papers already printed out stuff, highlighted notes, you know, taking everything. And when I was finished, that lady got on the phone. She called one of her, I guess her medical colleagues who was a vascular doctor and she sent me to Miami and I went to Miami and I was properly and finally diagnosed with the condition. So I want to stop for a moment because I'm sure there are a lot of people watching this nodding their heads because your story is so familiar to them. They know the pain of being judged and being told that you need to lose this weight, weight that just can't be lost through diet and exercise mm -hmm. and needing to be your own advocate and marching into the doctor equipped with information, good for you. So you, all of that struggle period, was that before you came to the United States? Yes, it was before. I was home um, in the US Virgin Islands where I'm originally from, if you can hear the accent. I love the accent, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So I'm originally from St. Thomas, um, U.S. Virgin Islands. And at that time, I was residing there when I was going through the discovery period and, you know, the beginning agonizing parts of trying to understand, trying to cope, um, trying to, you know, just get a grasp on 
how quickly life was about to take a big turn for me. Mm. So it did take a big turn for you. What now happened once you got to Miami, got a proper diagnosis? Tell me the rest of your story. Um, after the diagnosis and coming back home to the Virgin Islands, um, I had what I needed, but at that point there was like no way to get the help that I needed. Um, I met a lady by the name of Bonnie Barr. She um, now owns a health um, wellness center in St. Thomas, and she specializes in lymphedema therapy. And I think at the time, if I'm not mistaken, she had just relocated back to St. Thomas when all of this was happening for me. And I was, I, I want to say her first referred patient as her coming back to the VI, but don't quote me on that. <laughs> but yes, I was one of the first when she got back to St. Thomas. And um, from then till now, we have such an awesome bond with each other. Um, I keep her abreast of everything. She taught me how to do the compression wrapping. She got me my first lymphedema pump. Um, you have a lymph press. Yes, she just, our uh, Bonnie just always told me like, I know you're going to graph this because you show so much interest in everything. Like she became my go-to for lymphedema. But, you know, living in the islands, you have elements like the tropical web, which is not the best for lymphedema. You know, there were so many things I was still working full-time, you know, working at the local hospital in the Virgin Islands um, in St. Thomas. Um, still being a mom, I was a wife at the time. So everything just kept going. Yeah. And fully, you know, the care for my legs then weren't taken as seriously as I should have. But then again, the resources were very limited on the island. So I didn't know to what extent, besides for what I was already doing, you know, that I needed to, you know, get into or to know more of. Or, you know, I didn't even pay much attention to the lymphedema at that point. It was just the lymphedema that was being maintained with yeah. the wrappings and the compression pump and you know, things like that. I was reading your story and you had some severe bouts of cellulitis. Yeah, twice. I was um emergency room. I, again, couldn't figure out what was wrong. The legs just got extremely swollen. They were red, um, painful. And it was affecting my mobility. So I had to go in because I was like, oh my God, what's wrong? What's wrong? And, you know, they mentioned the term infection under the surface. Um, and it was like, wow, this is what I have to look forward to. Um, but again, life just kept going. It was like, are you going to sit back and just allow this to beat you? So for me, it was me just, you know, continuing to live life, like not letting whatever this is like, in my mind, if I didn't pay it any attention, it just would go away or it wouldn't be as severe as me, you know, eyeballing it all the time. I'm like, okay, what's going on today? Well, that, you know, that's a good point because whatever you focus on grows. And right. if you focus on the negative in your life, no matter what you have, maybe someone watching this doesn't have lipidema or lymphedema, but they've got things that are bugging them, right? right. You focus on that and that becomes your world. But right. if you shift your focus to the good things right, and the things that light you up. Right. So I was just like, okay, I guess, you know, pay any mind. I did whatever they told me to do and I just kept it moving. Um, but again, gradually as time went by, yeah, the legs just kept 
you know, getting worse. And again, I'm like, what, what am I not doing? What am I, what do I need to do? And the resources just weren't available in my home. So now you reside in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Lympha Press compression therapy consultant for that area is the one that gave me your brochure and said, you've got to meet this woman. She's amazing. (laughs) And so tell me how you got to Atlanta and tell me about your Lympha Press. Okay. So I got to Atlanta in 2013 and it was by default. Like I tell everybody, it was nothing that was planned. Um, I had just had the gastric sleeve done. That was my birthday gift to myself in 2013, because even though I knew somewhat of what was going on with the body, um, I did know that whatever else was ahead, I would naturally have to lose some type of weight. Um, It wasn't until I had the gastric sleeve done in 2013 that, again, another individual that I met, a medical um, person who specialized in vascular medicine, had informed me of what potentially was ahead as far as me looking for results from the procedure and they explained you're going to see some stuff that's going to be odd not again me not really understanding but you know that was when I realized like okay I'm actually dealing with something here that's a little more than I think I could you know handle but nonetheless um before coming back to St. Thomas my brother one of my younger brothers they resided in Georgia, maybe at that time, like for five years, and I hadn't seen him for a while. So I was in Florida and I said, you know what, let me go to Atlanta. Let me go check my brother out, see how the kid's doing, meet his fiance, spend a little time before I go back to St. Thomas. And I never left. Wow. I never left. I've been here ever since. And I always say the default purpose because it was a medical situation that happened where I was found non-responsive in his home. And that's when I was introduced to the world of blood clots. So I woke what? up in room with gaps and pieces of memories of what happened, I guess, hours before waking up in the hospital. And again, from then till now, I've been here in Georgia. So Georgia was not a, hey, pick up the family. We're going to move. And yes, I'm here by default. Wow. So you are a story and yet your spirits are so bright and you are a mode. One of the titles you have is motivational speaker. When did you decide to take your pain and turn it into something very powerful? That, um, that happened after I, I was here for at least after the incident, I was here for at least two to three months before I was able to actually get clearance to fly back because, you know, blood clots are a serious thing. But my kids were home. My job, everything was still waiting for me back home. And at this point, I realized I had to make a decision as to whether or not I was going to keep ignoring my health or actually paying attention to it. And I decided to take my health more seriously and take the condition seriously because now something else was added on to the list of things that was already there. Mm. So I was able to go home for a week. In that week time, I had to clear up the apartment, get the kids taken out of school properly, obtain medical records, resign from my job, say all my farewells. Seven days, I had to get everything done and move back. So now I was in a new space where I had to live. Three young kids, um, 
not in the best marriage at that time and getting ready for a divorce. So the divorce and stuff started while here and everything was just like, oh my God, like how did I get here? So depression kicked in really bad, really, really bad. And um, it took me finding myself to realize, you know what? This is not gonna be the end. You know, let this be the beginning of something else. Um, always maintaining a positive outlook and stuff. So a lot of people didn't even know what was going on. You know, I didn't fill in parts for them, but you know, they just was like, oh yeah, Elise, she's great. She's awesome. When in fact I was depressed because number one, my body had started to show what the doctor in um, Florida was explaining. So now I was losing weight in my upper extremities. I went from a 4X body to a medium top and a 4X bottom. So now I was so disproportioned, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. And here I am with three young kids, you know, learning to deal with my body, adjusting to the gastric sleeve. So every time I ate, I brought it up. I drank, I brought it up. So I was always in a fatigue state. Um, I don't have my dad with me, my grandparents, everybody's at home. I had two siblings at the time that were living in Georgia before the other two came up. But, you know, they're all in their own spaces. They all have their own lives going for them. Um, I'm at the verge of going through a divorce. So it was like, oh my goodness, like what else? What else? And they always tell you, don't ever ask what else. Because when you ask what's next, something else comes. That thing comes. And it was depression. It was really bad depression. Then my hair started to come out and I did the big chop. Everything was just going crazy. It was just going crazy and I just couldn't stop the pace of the craziness. So I just shut down. I shut down completely. Um, I still continue dealing with the kids being a mom, but mentally I just disattached from everything because I was like, what, what am I going to do? What's going to happen next? Um, gradually, you know, I picked up, I started talking to people. When I say talking, like I would allow them to come to me with whatever issues they had, which gave me a chance to kind of put minds on the side, you know, so I didn't have to focus on what was bothering me. And I was able to speak to people with whatever issues they came with. Um, I always tell people I don't give advice. I only give experience. So I could only talk to them about things that I knew personally that I could speak about. Anything else, you know, I would wish them well, send them prayers and so forth. Um, about two years after, which would bring me to like maybe 2018 or so, that's where the makeup came in. I started watching um, some local when I say local, I mean people from the Virgin Islands who were makeup artists and they started using social media as a platform to share their talents and stuff. So every night I would tune into whoever was live and I would watch and pay attention. I was like, I think I could do this. I think I could do this. So gradually I started buying little makeup pieces, whether it was an eyeshadow kit or a new lip gloss or a liner. By the time I looked, I had every product that each of these makeup artists we're talking about because I was like, I'm gonna get a face like that. Whatever face you got today, I'm gonna get it. So makeup became a way to became therapeutic. 
Yeah, I love that. It, you found a creative outlet. Right. And it brought you back to life. So I would sit sometimes, I like if the kids were annoying me or I was just like annoyed or anything was just bothering me and I got out of that, you know, good spirit. I just sat, I created my own little makeup station. Um, I organized my stuff. Like I really, I followed the YouTubers. I followed everybody. And I just created my own little domain that I could go to whenever I needed to. And I would just create looks with the makeup. I would just sit there and whatever mood I was in, that would determine the colors. That would determine, you know, the actual design or how much eyeshadow or what type of lashes, whether dramatic or non-dramatic. Like everything was determined based on how I felt. You came back to life. And yeah. that to me, see the purpose of these interviews and of course, Lympha Press sponsors them and we want to get as many people managing their condition with Lympha Press as possible because we know it makes yeah. a difference. But we also know that people's stories are powerful and encouraging others is such a valuable way to spend your time. And you found that encouraging others, you yeah. yourself were encouraged. So I think that's wonderful, but I do want to nail down this whole lympha press thing. So you just got your boots and your mm -hmm. pump. Tell me how you like using it. Okay. So the first thing, and I can definitely speak about this. Um, I, it's easy for me to travel. It's easy for me to travel with like, it is so lightweight. Let me tell you, when this came in the mail, oh my goodness, it was just like Christmas day, like the machine is very light, okay, it's mm. very lightweight, compacted so I can put it in my carry-on bag, so I didn't have to worry about it being damaged in the suitcase or any of that, like, no, all I have to do is put it in my carry-on and I can carry it with me. The sleeves on it for the legs, um, very easy to clean. It's very comfortable. It's also lightweight. It's not heavy like the original um, one that I had years ago. Um, easy to use, simple. Um, it's less noisy. The other ones sound like a lawnmower, <laughs> but this is very quiet. And once you set, all you have to do is just turn it on and let it do it and just let it do its job. That's it. That's and how does it feel when you use it? The relief is great because automatically, like I tell anybody, once I use the machine, as I'm finished with my session, I have to jump up and go straight to the restroom. So it definitely does what it's supposed to do. Like, I can't even fake that. Like, it's definitely, you get the um, massage therapy that you needed. Um, it's not uncomfortable because I do have some fibrotic areas in my left leg. And those areas tend to be a little bit uncomfortable when it comes to the actual compressing because then we have to go up the chambers till it gets to the top of the leg. But um, a little trick that I learned from a doctor in St. Croix, which is one of the other islands that consists of the West Virgin Islands, she made a little bag that she calls a chip bag where she takes some of the little sponge, she puts it in the little bag. So I normally put it on the affected area, the fibrotic area, and then apply the pump so it helps to soften the area with the fibrotic um, tissue. So, yeah. Fantastic. We are so glad that you have a lymphopress and we are cheering you on with your progress. Thank and you. And 
if you would just take these few minutes and look at the camera and speak, I know you don't give advice, you give experience, but right. <laughs> what would you say to someone out there that's on their journey and maybe feeling that depression that you felt about lipedema and lymphedema? One thing I would definitely say to anybody who may have this condition, channel your energy channel it into something positive. And the reason for that is because just like how I was once inspired by somebody else, or I was once influenced by somebody else, or encouraged or uplifted by somebody else, you could also become that vessel for somebody else as well. Like the cycle doesn't have to end because now you feel like it's the end of the world. You have to find a way to channel the energy into something positive because y'all know that depression is nothing but a dark space. You don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay there. Whatever you're good at, find a craft, find a hobby, um, get into something that you didn't think you could get into. Because I didn't think my life was going to make such a, you know, a drastic 260 to the point where I no longer work. I no longer reside on a beautiful island where I can go to the beaches every day. You know, like my life did a whole 360. And yes, I could have stayed in that dark, confined area but I chose not to because there's so much more out there in the world there's so much that you could give to somebody whether knowingly or unknowing you know and I've been able to do that just by being myself and allowing people to step inside to the quote-unquote the world that I live in you came out of the darkness and you are definitely in the light and you're bringing others along with you. And Elise, I can't thank you enough for your time today. I hope to continue the conversation and check back in with you. I encourage everybody to follow this amazing woman, Elise Sasso, on Instagram at beautyb underscore 2019. And beautyisthebeastinc.com, correct? That's right. All right. Well, I'm cheering you on and I thank you so much for your time today. And thank you all for tuning in to this edition of the Lipedema channel. If you know someone who has a great story that would encourage others, send them my way. I would love to interview them. Until then, have a great day. Have a great day, Elise. All right. Same to you as well. Thank you for allowing me thank to have the you. opportunity to just be myself. Wouldn't want you to be anything else. You're beautiful. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for listening to this edition of our Lipedema one-on-one interview series. You can watch the video on TLC, the Lipedema channel on YouTube, or on Instagram, IGTV, at lympha underscore press. For information on the most advanced pneumatic compression therapy in the world, visit lymphapress.com.